Hi there, and thank you for joining XROM, which is India's first AR VR podcast. And today, I'm really happy to have Mr. Ori Anbar. He's one of the leading experts in augmented reality, and has spent close to 14 plus years fostering the augmented reality ecosystem. He earlier co-founded Augmento, which was acquired by Apple, and it was one of the first venture-backed companies which was developing augmented reality games and technologies around it. Ori has also founded AugmentedReality.org and AWE, the world's largest AR and VR ecosystem. He is also the founder of Super Ventures, one of the first early-stage fund dedicated to augmented reality, and is also running the RLab.NYC accelerator at the New York City-funded hub for AR and VR and VR. And besides that, Ori has a double major in computer science and cinema from Tel Aviv University, and is a graduate of INSEAD University Business Leadership Program. Ori, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, uh, the XRM podcast. So. Uh, It's best. I mean, that's something which I took out the net. So it's best to you know when my guest talks about, uh, you know, because there's so much I must have missed out in the journey, you know, from where you started to where you have come. So run us through your journey, where you started from, what has been the challenges, and where where you are currently at this point in time. Hi, Eddie. It's good. It's great to be here. Uh, good to talk to you and your your audience. Um, I. You know, I, I've been in a few startups and uh, and large corporations in the past uh, with my background in you know software development and management. And uh, 2007, I, I left uh, a really nice job with SAP to to look for the you know a new thing, something that would uh, would excite me. And that's when I discovered augmented reality. It was kind of an interesting thing because you know I came home to spend time with the kids. As they say, and uh, I realized they're always stuck in front of a screen. Uh, and on one hand, I, I thought, you know, this is how you communicate in the 21st century. But we're trying to find a way to get them closer to reality, to experience the world like like I did as a kid. And that's when the idea of kind of combining what attracts computer uh, people to computers and video games, and combine it with reality. And later, I discovered there's actually a term called augmented reality that has been doing this for over 40 years, but it's been hidden. I mean, no one has heard about it by that time, uh, except for a few labs and research groups. So uh, it became the mission to really find a way to bring it to the masses, to everyone out there, because I believe that this will change the way we interact with the world, the real world, uh, and hopefully for the better. Um, So, like you described before, you know, started um, a company, Augmento, uh, uh, which was uh, developing AR games back in 2009, uh, quite early, as you can imagine. Uh, and it wasn't that different than what we know today as Pokemon Go. It was kind of a location-based AR game, um, and you know, we got some some initial traction, uh, but it wasn't enough at that time to convert it into significant revenue. But the technology that we developed uh, was very valuable, and eventually, like you said, was acquired by Apple and became the foundation for the AR Kit. And, and that was kind of a nice loop closure to see, you know, from the early days to see that it's actually adopted by millions and, and uh, millions of developers and, and users. Um, but at the same time, uh, the reason we started AWE was that. Um, there were a few entrepreneurs that uh, got into the space that had some, some uh, kind of growing businesses, but there was not, no way to convene, to get together, share ideas, help uh, drive the, the growth of this, uh, this concept, this, this industry. 
Uh, so we started AWE, you know, 300 people um, in a room talking about things that no one outside of that room really understand. Um, but that planted the seeds to uh, what we know today is the probably the largest community for AR and VR all over the world. Um, it was kind of riding up the ups and downs of the industry over the last uh, 12 years. Uh, but we like to think, you know, we, we made a dent, uh, at least in a sense that we help people connect, share uh, ideas, educate people, and, and also communicate what's happening in this industry to, to the world at large. Uh, so that, that was a kind of a nice, uh, you know, uh, stream of, of work uh, that happened over the last 15 years. And then um, SuperVentures uh, is something that, uh, that I started in 2016 along with other uh, investors uh, with the idea that we need a fund that is dedicated to investing in early stage AR start and VR startups. And uh, uh, it was mostly to, to, uh, to create some level of awareness to the potential of this market. Because many investors were kind of conf confused with this, uh, was some early successes with Oculus, you know, with a huge sale to, uh, to Facebook. Uh, but very few other examples of successes. Uh, so people really didn't know where it's going and they found us as a good resource to help other investors understand, you know, where the market is going and where the interesting opportunities lie. Um, yeah, and that led us to, uh, to today, which uh, where I'm kind of really fully focused on AWE and Super Ventures uh, to help uh, continue uh, the next decade of, uh, of evolution of this industry. Now that we're entering the mainstream, it's really about uh, making sure that this technology applies to every single person on this planet and helps create a world that is worth living in. You have played a crucial role in shaping this ecosystem. Like you also, I started, I mean, not so early, but I discovered virtual reality in 2015. And, and what I saw here in India was a lack of community and lack of uh, ecosystem. And I, I guess all businesses are built on an ecosystem. Uh, if the ecosystem is thriving, then you can build a sustainable industry around it. That's the reason I founded Immersion, which is India's first VR film festival conference. And whatever I've been doing, even the podcast, is in a way to kind of educate the, 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 the population over here. Because 1.3 billion people here in India, it's such a huge opportunity. And I too, like you, believe that AR, VR, MR... We're just scratching the surface with it. You know, eventually, once the technology actually matures, I think all possible industry verticals are going to be completely transformed, be it healthcare, be it education, be it entertainment. You know, so, so I'm super, super excited about it. But unlike you, I took the path of virtual reality. So what was it that drove you to take augmented reality and forefront it? So actually, you know, I, I was into uh, virtual reality back in the, the first wave in the early 90s. Uh, I tried some of the, the systems back then, uh, and it was, it was incredible. But very quickly, you know, as we all know, it died out um, and, uh, and then went into a dormant stage for the next, uh, what, like 10, 15 years. Uh, so, so that, you know, when, when I got into AR, it was when VR wasn't really a, a thing. Uh, it became a thing a few a few years later. And, um, you know, on one hand, 
VR and AR are very closely related, you know, similar skills, similar tools, they're all about 3D, uh, but, they're also, but they're also very different in the way you're using it. Uh, obviously, VR is something that you put on and you kind of escape the real world, whereas with AR, you stay where you are, you just enhance it, but you still collaborate with people around you and things uh, in, around you. Um, and, uh, you know, like I, like I said, kind of the, the initial motivation to get into AR was really to get kids and, and other people uh, to be closer, more closely connected with the real world um, and really, you know, see what's happening around you, communicate with people around you and, and with things in your vicinity. And, uh, and that's why I, I leaned a bit more towards AR, uh, but with the understanding that, you know, certain things uh, are much better experienced in VR. You know, in some cases you want to teleport yourself to a different place or a different time and that can only happen with VR. So I think it's it's really, these are two things that uh, we want in our lives. Um, we may use them in different times of the day, or, you know, some of them will be, you know, at work or outside and others at home, kind of like you're consuming ent entertainment in front of the TV or, or the radio in the past. Um, but uh, they're really closely connected and uh, and both will have, you know, significant role in our lives in the future. Like you also, I completely believe that AR, VR, MR, all of these technologies is going to like completely disrupt us. You know, at this point in time, I, I see that all of these technologies are, you know, like a 5G or an IoT seems to be an enabler of what is going to come next. You know, we are, we have been restricted to a 2D platform for 100 years, you know, and but that's what we only know and that's what we got so used to. But we are getting into the spatial computing and everybody is excited about it. Would you like to talk a little bit about spatial computing and what are the opportunities you see opening up with spatial computing when, when it matures? Yeah, you know, we, we, we there were a few names to describe this new wave. Um, because it's, it's kind of hard to, to, to grasp. Um, you know, people were calling it AR or VR and, you know, later XR is kind of an overarching term. Um, and, uh, and many other terms, actually, that a lot of them were forgotten so far. Uh, but I think spatial computing is probably the best way to describe this new wave uh, because it kind of touches on how it's different than anything else before that. Uh, before that, you know, we're cons consuming comp uh, information from computers through a two-dimensional screen, whether it's, you know, a desktop or, or a mobile device or a tablet. Uh, but still, the interaction is through a two-dimensional screen. And what separates sep uh, spatial computing from, from what we've experienced so far is the fact that you're interacting in space, um, whether it's through a, a, a two-dimensional screen or through glasses or or headset, uh, doesn't matter, but you still move around in a space and the, the virtual content behaves just like real content in the, re in the real world, right? So when you move your head, the object looks uh, different from different angles. And so, so that's why, you know, I personally like the, the term spatial computing as a way to describe this whole movement, this whole new wave. Um, but it's been kind of uh, challenging, I think, to, to kind of uh, get this term to, to stick. Uh, people still like to to get attached to the the acronyms, you know, the the AR, the VR, uh, which which is kind of confusing to the the audience at large. 
all of these emerging technology whether it's ar vr mr 5g iot artificial intelligence it's got this huge hype but yet we haven't seen transformational use cases where do you think or of what are the use cases you think or the which industries you think are going to create the most transformational values in 2021 and 2022 in the immediate future well um i think you know the adoption has uh increased dramatically over the last few years um i mean just a few years ago if you talked about ar very few people have even heard about it and vr was something of you know of of the past that will never actually happen right so so i think in that sense we we covered a lot of ground and uh the adoption is is at least in terms of awareness is uh is at an all time high um but still i think you're right that the uh, most people do not understand the potential of how these technologies can change everything uh in their lives in their daily lives or at work uh only in, in small places and uh you know if you look at at uh, vr of course you know it's been uh adopted in games where it's kind of a natural progression uh but even there you know you, you didn't see the the masses of the gamers actually adopting it uh yeah there's you know millions of of headsets being sold uh probably in you know 10 to 20 or 30 million headsets out there um so it's you know it's a good number but it's still only a fraction of the gamers out there um and but then you know when you look at the enterprise um using vr for training uh has proven to be um working really really well and uh and it's you know it's been adopted uh, gradually in in more and more industries you know you see it in healthcare you see it in uh maintenance and manufacturing uh as as a great as a much better way to to learn without the risks of of the the job um and then when you switch to ar um you know mobile ar has been adopted by you know billions of, over a billion people so that's it's not a niche thing anymore uh and we're seeing it being adopted you know primarily in um uh, uh social uh you know uh, for face filters like in snapchat instagram or tiktok uh where it's be- basically popularized the the concept of ar even though it's you know just for entertainment and and social uh social applications um but in e-commerce it has become a huge driver of a of a transformation especially in the last year when people shopped even more online than before uh getting this ability to view the product in your real environment you know in your home or on your face or on your body uh is something that many uh users uh, uh you know got attracted to and it showed significant improvement in all the metrics around retail and e-commerce you know, conversion rates are much higher uh dwell time is much higher uh, returns are lower so all the, the metrics are going in the right direction and there's a lot of proof for that so so now it's really just a matter of of gradually getting more and more enterprises and corporations to to adopt it um but i think it's it's much faster than we've seen before uh because all the ingredients are there the proof is there and uh, there's a lot of reference reference points for how to do it and uh you know part of, part of what we we try to do is just to make sure that the ecosystem uh as a whole has all the different pieces that you need in order to drive the adoption so 
it's not just the tech it's also the you know uh, the people can that can implement it you, you need to have creators that can actually create experiences in this new form of interaction um, you need people to educate you know to you've got to have classes you got to have uh, consultants that know this um, and uh, and that requires time really to kind of fill the, all the gaps and to ensure that you have all the levels of support that you need in order to uh, to support you know a massive adoption of AR and VR on a, on a earth level scale basically right yeah. so yes there are so many problems at this point in time you know the education uh, you know where the awareness and and somehow we humans are not very open for change we are we are really averse to change and all of these technologies are once it starts maturing it will shatter or, or change or disrupt all, all the traditional mediums you know so it, you pointed out you know try before buy you know there there is i mean there are there are the you know so much opportunity for enterprise to leverage these technologies there are so many use cases but at least here in india i see pockets of industries or or, or people actually uh, you know implementing ar and vr then needs to be possibly maybe like a big brother like an apple coming in or maybe like you know how pokemon became a rage we, we and that kind of died out we need something else which becomes that classic use cases which compels people to say okay this is something which is which is a really good technology and here is where i see the real world value when do you think you, we will see ar vr mr being mass adopted and what would be what would it take to get it mass adopted yeah i mean listen it's it's a process uh, you know when when uh, i started the uh, augmentedreality.org it's almost 10 years ago um, the 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 mission or the the goal that we set up for is to achieve 1 billion users of ar and uh, by the end of the decade by 2020 and if you look at the, the numbers you know uh, from facebook from uh, from snapchat you know kind of combine what's happening from pokemon go uh, it looks like you know last year we actually achieved and probably crossed this number um, are they using it for something essential that they cannot live without it probably not yet to your point right so um, but again if you look at how people are using it for shopping how people are using it for um, measuring things um, another great example is you know with uh, with google maps google maps is has now a feature uh, of you know probably the most impressive ar uh, capability out there and still very few people actually are aware of it um, so you, you know you basically instead of just looking at the map and trying to to guess where uh, the north is and where you need to go especially in large cities you can actually pull it up and see in ar where exactly where you are and it's actually using the information around you you know the the buildings and the monuments to detect exactly where you are this is an incredible uh, advancement of ar and it's worldwide you know it's anywhere you go with google maps uh, which is everywhere uh, you can actually use that feature um, so i think that that's kind of we're starting to see some of these examples where it's it's something that everyone will use every day uh, just because, you know, it's a better experience than the traditional 2D uh, uh, capability, you know, whether it's maps or, or something else. So 
So, you know, we crossed the 1 billion. I think we're now headed towards, uh, you know, like a two or 3 billion users in, in the next few years. Um, I, I don't know it's gonna, if it's going to be like every single person on, on earth uh, by, by the end of this decade, but, but I think we'll get really close to that. Uh, as more and more people get into it, you see more and more people that identify needs for AR in their industry or in their line of work and, uh, and start developing it for that or kind of developing AR applications and VR applications for that specific uh, use case. Um, so, you know, is there like a, a killer use case? I don't think that's the, the right way to think about it. I think you need to think about how, uh, you know, when every person on earth can think about how this technology can help improve their lives, their work, uh, and, and also maybe at the same time, um, help ensure that, you know, this planet survives the next few decades, uh, so, which, which I think AR and VR can really help with, um, then we'll get to a point where, where everyone is using it. And that's really kind of our mission at this point. Some of the biggest companies like Facebook, Apple, Google are vested in the space. So I guess the future looks exciting. And maybe in, in the next decade or so, maybe we'll have a wearable device like this, you know, converging from a computer and, and, and your mobile. You won't require your computer. You won't require mobile because it'll converge into one single wearable device. And yes, maybe, you know, adding real world value completely telling you to actually wear a glasses full day. So yes, I'm exciting, excited for the space. Would you like to talk a little bit about AWE? You know, for me, when I put out Emergent, which was India's VR Film Festival conference, it was a lot of hard work. I put in more than around two years trying to knock it some of the biggest companies and making them understand that AR, VR, MR is the next big thing. And we need to build a community and an ecosystem over here so that there's larger awareness awareness of this technology and what it could do to businesses you know and individuals etc how difficult or easy was to pull off awe and what's the future vision of awe well you know AWE started like i said you know as, as a means for us to get together you know for us you know entrepreneurs and, and researchers in ar um we never i mean i never thought i'll, I'll uh, continue to to organize this conference and and bring it to become so, such a big thing as it is today. Um, but, uh, but that's how it, how it happened. You know, it, kind of, it grew because there was a need for this. Uh, and because, you know, our focus from the beginning was really on, on creating business in AR and later VR. Um, everything we did was around that, right? So it's, it's about how, how do you generate business? You, you help people uh, educate themselves in the market about this technology and the opportunities. Uh, you help people connect, right? You, just the fact that you're putting them in the same room, uh, you see a lot of business happening, you know, partnerships, uh, customer acquisition, um, and, and awareness, right? So, so the focus on these two things uh, kept growing this, this, uh, this event. And, uh, and as the industry was growing, the event was growing as well. And then, you know, the, there became a need to run it in different places around the world, right? So we started in the U.S., then we uh, we had an event in in Asia for China and, and the whole Southeast Asia, and uh, later in Europe, and uh, and now you know we have meetups that run on a monthly basis in over twenty cities around the world. So 
So, you know, from a conference, it really became a community um, of professionals working in AR and VR um, that, you know, again, still connect to, to, uh, to generate business, um, educate each other, create awareness to the, the, the world at large. And, uh, and like I said, you now we, we see that there's, we, we were able to make a dent in, in kind of the growth and the uh, adoption of, of this technology world at large. Um, so if in the first 10 years, you know, the focus was on getting it to the mainstream, I think we're now at that threshold. And the next 10 years um, are really focused on making sure that this, this path is done right. Uh, because, you know, there, this technology, uh, like any technology, can be used for good or bad. And uh, I think a lot of us in the industry want to ensure that it's actually being used for, for the correct things and, you know, keeping uh, things like privacy and security in mind, um, as well as, you know, uh, ensuring that it, it's, it's used to, to, to protect the, the future of, of this planet and humanity on this earth. I mean, we're facing a lot of threats on this planet and, uh, and we believe that this technology could actually help us overcome many of these challenges. Uh, so that's kind of the core of, uh, of our journey for the next 10 years. I wish you the very best for it. You, this is the second time you're stressing on AR, VR playing a role in you know, taking care of the planet. Would you like to talk a little bit about, about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, it's no no uh, secret that it's it's probably the biggest threat that humanity has ever faced, uh, the climate change. And uh, if you think about, you know, the number one challenge here is, is um, awareness, you know, just uh, understanding the impact of every action we take on the planet and how, uh, you know, things are, are, are going to play out in the, in the next, uh, just, you know, next few years. Uh, and AR and VR have this incredible ability to visualize things before they happen, or, or maybe visualize things that are hidden, that are happening all around us, but we just don't see it. So, so I believe that, you know, using these technologies to, uh, to fight climate change and to, to create this awareness, um, you can make every person an activist. Because, you know, you, let's say you, you see that, you know, what's going to be the impact of you taking a car right now or, or lighting this, this light or whatever it is in, in your daily life or your work, if you can see the impact of that effort on climate change uh, and maybe you can visualize for you some alternatives that you can do, that can create, you know, make every single one of us an activist in, in, in changing our behavior, um, which is really what, what this is all about. It's really about us understanding the impact and changing our behavior. And uh, I don't know if, you know, better technologies than AR and VR to achieve that. Um, so we're count counting on it. And, and you know, I'm already seeing a, a bunch of startups that are thinking about this and are starting to take steps to, towards that. Uh, it's still, you know, it's challenging. It's not something that is easy to do. Uh, but I think once there's the attempt to actually go there, uh, to rec you know, there's a recognition of the power of the technology um, and, and people starting to kind of harness it towards the fight against climate change. Um, I think we can get there pretty soon and, uh, and drive a you know, massive behavior change around the world. Yes, I, I think yeah, the reason I'm excited is because 
all of these technologies, whether be it's AR, VR, MR, or IoT or AI, it's got the potential to kind of reverse the damage that we humans have inflicted on a planet Earth, you know. And it's nice that you're thinking like that, where you know, because most of the people are really not bothered about or do not have the foresight of what a a potential technology, a transformation technology can do. You know, technology, like you said, it's a double-edged sword. If we apply it for good, you can do good. And if you apply it for bad, you can do bad. You know, privacy being a, such a huge conversation. I mean, in a world where uh, we have glasses, uh, AR, VR glasses, it will be capturing all our data and a privacy would be be will be such a, a a main conversation over there and it's nice that you're talking about actually implementing ar vr for good now I, I i going back to your the aw i wish that you know you have actually anywhere spread out to the world you are in china and us europe i, I wish that you have awe in india also because we need more players to come in India, and because anyway, the world, because of COVID, somehow it has made us a hyper connected world. You know, we are now more connected and more closer to each other. You know, we, we're sitting and having a conversation like this, and thanks to technologies, actually, that is what has enabled us. So, so the, these small things are converging, and what's coming next is, is, is going to be like really, really exciting. Would you like to talk a little bit about super uh, uh, ventures and what is the evaluation process for super ventures and, and uh, uh, for, for the startups? And are you open to investing in global startups? Because India has over 2,000 XR startups at this point in time. Uh, well, first of all, I would love to collaborate and, and kind of bring the AWE gospel if you will to to india uh, it looks like you have already built a quite a, a a nice community around it with a lot you know a bunch of activities so uh, what we've been doing since uh, the inception is really collaborate with all the local groups that were kind of driven by passion for uh, adoption of ar and vr and uh, and just you know just by collaborating connecting and educating again uh, we can spread the word about what's happening uh, everywhere uh, so uh, yeah, definitely, definitely in uh, in favor of that. And you know, we've been looking at at many uh, companies uh, coming out of India over the last decade. Um, every year, there's been like a few kind of shining uh, spots that uh, either you know got funding and were kind of uh, reaching to the American or, or European markets. Um, and uh, you know we've we've been kind of evaluating a bunch of, of those folks for for investment. So we're we're definitely investing all all over the world. You know, since our focus is very narrow on AR and VR, uh, we cannot afford to be uh, to focus on a certain geog geography. So we really look for uh, good companies, good teams, uh, good ideas all over the world. Um, what we've been doing with with Super Ventures, you know, it's it's kind of a uh, challenging thing for an organization that is really helping push the entire industry forward. So, you know, everybody uh, is good. Everybody that is doing something towards uh, creating technologies, adopting technologies um, is, is uh, you know, is part of the community. So, so how do you say, you know, how do you select who's better than others, right? Uh, that, that's been kind of a, a shift. Uh, however, you know, when, when you look at investing in a, in a VC fund, uh, one of 
the main reasons is is return, right? So the invest you need to make sure that there's a good return, um, and and that's why you know the uh, the qualification process for startups has been looking not just at you know how excited we are about the use case, which you know we are excited about almost any new use case that is applicable for real people, but here it was really about kind of. Uh, identifying that there's enough, you know, big of a market for, for the startup, the team can actually sustain it and bring it to, to a significant size. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, kind of where we, we, uh, we put our, our, uh, our money, kind of put our money where our mouth is, but in a sense that we we'll really generate a return for the investors. So that was kind of slightly different. But uh, what, what I'd like to, to say is that, you know, for every startup in the world, we can help in some way, you know, it could be an investment or it could be, uh, you know, joining a, uh, one of our uh, recent classes that helps startups um, prepare for fundraising, right? So, um, you know, it's like a six week course, you uh, almost, almost any company that already has an idea and an initial product and a target market could participate in this class and not only get help from mentors, from around the ecosystem, but also connect to different people, um, whether it's, you know, partners, customers, and so on, that this this network of AWE community can, can help connect with. So, uh, so, you know, that's kind of another example. And then, you know, we have the meetups uh, all over the world that kind of meet on, an, on a regular basis. And it's a great way to expose startups, you know, from India or from other places to, to the entire community. And, and uh, and just, you know, just give them a stage. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we have the, the larger conferences where, um, you know, uh, post-COVID, we'll, we'll get back to in-person events where you can actually uh, drive more business than, you know, your typical virtual event. Um, and, uh, and that's an opportunity for, for startups, for large corporations, for creators, independent people, everyone to really get together um, and, uh, and advance whatever they're trying to advance, right? So... This is just kind of to show that, you know, for, for any company in this industry, for any individual interested in this industry, um, there's something that the AWE community can provide. Thank you for being part of XRM Podcast. Really enjoyed talking to you. You have been vested in this business since 15 years. And, and, and thanks to you, I think augmented reality is is now known globally and and there is so many other things that you're doing around you know the augmented reality.org super ventures you know and i mean i think we need more individuals such as yourself because i guess even if you have one one individual in different parts of the world this this entire acceleration of uh immersive technology would, would accelerate much faster and we will see real world values of, of this product as an ending or, or, or the last note to my audience since you've been invested is for the last 15 years you you have interacted with some of the top startups you know what the industry has been like and where is it going so would you like to kind of paint a picture of the of what the world is going to look like in in this decade how excited it enterprise or people should be for AR, VR, MR? That's a, that's a big one. Um, but actually, you know, um, last year I started to talk about kind of the, our mission for the next 10 years, uh, kind of looking back from 2030, right? So instead of 
discussing the, all the different challenges and steps that we need to take to get to the future, uh, I did a kind of a different exercise, which is, you know, let's look at the year 2030 and, and see the impact of AR and VR on everything. And um, it's been a really fascinating exercise for me. And I think it's, it's a very, it's, it's a message that resonates really well with a lot of people. Uh, you know, first of all, you, you see that the, the uh, economy impact of AR and VR on the world, it's, the, the entire world is, is about $1.5 trillion of kind of additional economic uh, impact. Uh, and that's, you know, something that was uh, put together, I believe, by uh, PwC, a study by PwC that came up with that, this number. Uh, so that, that, you know, that just gives you the, the sense of the impact on the economy side. Uh, but then, you know, when you start drilling into each aspect of our life, you see that it has huge impact on how we do health. You know, so better outcome, uh, lo- longevity has been extended and um, at a lower cost, right? So that's, that's just on healthcare. Uh, we talked about kind of the climate change of the potential of really impacting there. Um, there's, uh, you know, when, when you look at the um, uh, like areas like travel, uh, I think, you know, especially VR is going to have a, a huge impact on travel. You, uh, instead of binging on Netflix TV series, you'll be binging on travel. You'll just be traveling all, all over the world uh, and feeling like you're actually there. So, so that could be, uh, you know, another huge impact. Um, but I encourage people to just uh, check it out. Kind of the the world, the spatial world of 2030 um, is, you know, a video that I, I made and also a, a blog post that kind of lists um, the, the the main outcomes that I believe will, will happen by 2030. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's not, obviously it's not a, a, an accurate prediction, but it gives you a sense of the potential of what, what this technology could do. And, you know, if we, if we believe that this is possible and this is good for us, we want to get there, then I'm sure the industry will, will find the path to, to get there and maybe even sooner sooner than 2030. I mean, it's still, what, nine years away? I think that we can, can achieve a lot by then. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure and honor to talk to you and get your insights. And definitely I will look up the video and put the video online so that my audience can go, go through it. So wish you the very best. Keep on doing what you're doing because you are... Like you mentioned, you have created a dent and making a mark. And I wish there's more people like you around the world creating an ecosystem, building a community, because this technology is growing exponentially. And in another couple of years, it's going to completely transform and disrupt all traditional business functions. So thank you once again. And to my listeners, if you like what you see in here, please press the subscribe button. Until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Eddie. It's been a pleasure. And uh, folks, uh, if you want to learn more, just go to awexstar.com. Um, and then, you know, get, get in touch and engage with the community out there. Lovely. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks very much.